Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated. This is our weekly show all about the shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg and this is... King Grognard Matt Strange and this is... At the wheel, Muir. <laughs> what? Tired. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, he's, a, he's a sleepy boy. I already had like 12 hours sleep. Leave me alone. It's his stolen valor from dads around the world. He makes dad noises when he gets up and sit down, sits down as well. <laughs> he's just an old man. So he's an not after. I've been an old man my whole life, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now. Murray sleepy. Murray sleepy. Oh, bless him. What have you been up to this week? Anything exciting? What have I been up to this week? I completed Dark Souls 1, only dying one, well, twice. I was Watched a lot of wrestling. Watched a lot of wrestling. There um, was a lot of wrestling this week. There was a lot of wrestling this week, uh, which will be on too shortly, obviously. Uh, otherwise, just the usual, you know, computer games are being locked in my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! What about you, Morg? Computer games. Locked, locked in your house. <laughs> yeah. God. Pretty much. Hi there. Welcome to our exciting Corona Times podcast. <laughs> yeah. For... Have you played computer games? Been locked in your yeah. house. 49, yeah. 49 episodes in. And we started this right at the beginning. I think, I think our... we were like a month into the Rona. And then no, we were like, fuck yeah, it, let's go. Our first episode. March. Yeah. Our March first... when Rona actually started being taken seriously. Yeah, and our first episode yeah. was the first one with no audience. But oh. worst thing <laughs> of wrestling. Yeah, we, yeah, we we have yet to do an episode where there's been a real crowd. Well, if Austin Gurn and uh, Japanese women at the sides of the uh, their rings could have taught me anything, it's one person could be a crowd. This is true. <laughs> um, so this might be the first time you've listened to our podcast and as such you would need to know we have a tier list which is how we give our rankings for the individual matches of dynamite uh, and for the shows of dynamite bte and dark mr strange are you ready to explain I am. I've, uh, I've not been very exciting this week either. I uh, I got distracted by something we'll be on to in a bit. Du, 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 du. Anyway, tier list. It's how we rank our matches. You probably know it from some internet channels or memes. We work up from our lowest possible rank. That's a D rank match. A D rank match is that filler match you don't want to see. Maybe it's a squash match. Maybe it's a bad, boring match. There's no story. It's there. We don't care. And we move on to what we do care about, what we do want to see. A C-rank match. A C-rank match is a good match. The wrestling is smooth. It's good. Sure, it's nothing to write home about, but, you know, you're having a good time. You've got enough story that you're at least invested. Or maybe just the wrestling's phenomenal, but, you know, it just happens to be there. You get a few of those. But, you know, a good match. A C-rank match. What we want. Step up is the B-rank match, or the match plus one, as it's often uh, referred to as. The wrestling is good. You're not picking up on any, like, clumsy spots or over-the-top botches. The plot is there going in. There's a reason for the match. We don't need it to go too far, but we want a really good plot-driven you know, match. That's what a B-rank match is, match plus one. The top of our tree, typically weekly now, is the A-rank match. A-rank match has to have story going in, or I don't care. You need, you need it to be part of the plot, and hopefully it leads out of the plot as well, but it could conclude something. The wrestling is on point. It's As I said, it's your match of the week. 
Great story, great wrestling, some cool stuff you didn't expect. A-rank match. And at the top of the tree is the S-rank match. Superior, or Sugoi, from the Japanese. Um, Gotta have story. Gotta have great story. I want to know why this match is going on. I want to know if it's concluded. I want to know if it's going on to bigger things. The wrestling is great. We get cool shit we haven't seen. We get some immense spots. But also, you know, good pacing. Or great pacing. It's a fucking S-rank match. Great strikes and counts and all that shit. I want some phenomenal wrestling and perfect story. They're rare runs, but they do come up pay-per-views. So that's it. B, you don't want to watch it. C, you enjoyed watching it. B, you were happy you watched it. A, I'm going to fucking watch that again. And S, I'm going to make my friends watch this. That's our tier list. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Boom. <laughs> so moving on, uh, time for the news. Got a couple of bits this week. Um, Shall we start off with the AEW bit? Yes, I think so. Before because, we before uh, we froth, because the other bit I think is going to bleed into social media. Um, yeah. So AEW wise, there have been some interesting interviews going on, where both Kenny and Tony Khan have said that AEW is very very open to working with Dubsy. Uh, very noticeable in the Kenny interview that he only mentions Triple H, and I don't know if we mentioned <laughs> this on the podcast or whether it was just when we were chatting before. But I know that me and Strange were both out. Like, we reckon Triple H should do it. I reckon he'd take NXT there and it'd be great. I reckon oh. Trips would do it. Yeah, um, he likes wrestling. But with Vince, on the other hand, I wish AEW and, Vi and uh, WWE could work together. The Monkey Paw Titans somehow Vince buys AEW and just ruins it. The only way it would happen. <laughs> He's not going to work together. He spent no. ages destroying Georgia Pro Wrestling, Dubsy Dub, every other territory every there was. The original NWA... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The term wrestling championships. Um, Man hates wrestling. He ain't going to be working with other wrestling companies. Vin Senior should have just let him be a wrestler. That's all he yeah. wanted, but no. Had to make him get some weird love hate thing with it. Anyway. I'd love to see it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm with you. I, I, I would. There's a lot of talent in the WWE. I would love to see uh, wrestling As... with some of their old indies partners shall we say I, I, I would love to see an nxt crossover an nxt aw invasion done with That's... writers from both sides we can dream book it we can pretend vince is a bit poorly or gone a bit deaf no uh, so the old vince mcmahon theme song says you've got no chance, no chance. That's what you've got <laughs> so but yeah, uh, definitely worth reading that Kenny interview. Quite an interesting yeah, one. Um, and he's a very diplomatic. Tony Khan said, I'm begging you to work with me. <laughs> At least Tony Khan was honest. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but still. Stay strong, Ke um, Tony. I forgot his name. For a <laughs> that was weird. So, I literally just said it. <laughs> so this bleeds over into social media. I don't believe we've got a social media as such this week. No, this I went is, off on a tangent. Th th this is totally not AEW related. It is no, related <laughs> to something very close to our hearts. And if you've listened to any of our... If this is the first time you listen listened to our show, um, then you won't know that there is... We there, fucking loved Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground was, the best. <laughs> was a show that was the thing that brought the three of us together as wrestling fans properly um yeah it was like a wrestling renaissance wrestling yes. was cool again um so yeah. mr strange uh you've got all the info on this do you want to do a bit of a plot dump for people yeah so i i don't yeah i skim the indie news and stuff because i'm an indie shitter uh i was on the mlw twitter page looking for some news and there was a 
trailer for a new uh, wrestling video promotion, something called Azteca Underground, with all these big like Aztec seals and stuff, um, calling for the calling for the believers. So I was like, hold on, this needs a little bit of a. Uh, this is real. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Quickly, if I can cut across, if you haven't seen Lucha Underground, um, if you go and find this video, we'll try and link it onto the Facebook page. The seal that they use is almost a direct lift of the type of stuff used in Lucha Underground. And the Believers was the name for Lucha fans. Underground fans. Sorry, carry on, it Mr. Gets, Strange. It gets even closer to that. So I went to AztecaUnderground.com. That's their website. Have a look. Uh, they're looking, should any uh, unsigned wrestlers be listening to this podcast, they're looking for wrestlers by the look of it. But it turns out Mil Muertes, who was a mega heel in Lucha Underground, has actually shown up on MLW because he got to keep the name Mil Muertes after the break with Lucha Underground. But he's also got Mil's full backstory. So it is Mil Muertes from Lucha Underground. And they've been referencing uh, the person who's founding this new Azteca Underground show in Kayfabe as the, the proprietor. But he's also been referred to as Jefe. And we all know who El Jefe was. That was Dario Cueto. So yeah, um, have Dario Cueto, I'm not interested as far as something yeah. third. And they've got pictures of Mill on their website and some fucking cool gear. There's talk about magic artifacts. There's a picture of Conan, who's obviously very entrenched in Lucha and uh, independent wrestling and was in Lucha Underground. So uh, looks like Kino's back on the menu, boys. Um, yeah. I'm not getting too hopeful until we've got some more concrete. <laughs> so I need to I... go look at my picture of Todd Howard. Yes. Right, okay. right. If if this happens uh, to our fans, uh, people that listen to it for an AEW, this will become an AEW Azteca Underground podcast. Yeah, there it will. If, that, it, that... if it lives up to the, what it was. Yeah. Boom. The, the, the... There is a chance it'll be some like weird indie copy with people who aren't quite as uh, mainstream as some of the stars of Ultra Underground, you know. Enter Phoenix Cage Ricochet. This is one of know. the problems. All the originals, with the exception of um, Matanza and uh, Mil Muertes. Jeff, but, uh, Jeff Cobb's doing fine. I don't think he'd come back uh, from Matanza, sadly. Uh, well, you know, but he he's the only one I can think of off the top of my head who could just of the big names who could just come back. Is not signed to. Um, I think a big with this money... open universe we're getting of wrestling, that's the interesting there's a bit. good chance, like, you know, Penta still shows up on random luchador shows and such like. Kenny's all over the place doing things. We've got the Impact crossover. If they're willing to work as part of this conglomerate, why the fuck not? It's a oh, semi-cinematic match. That's like, a know, good that... point. Their matches were, like, cut and pasted and worked a lot of the time, so... It's not the most taxing thing on them to do that match. Unless they're doing one of the you know, ludicrous ones where they fall 30 feet through you know, seven sheets of glass and shit, you know, but it's doable. So, yeah, there you have it. Uh, that's our news for the week um, and links into social media. If you're interested, go and have a look at aztecaunderground.com, uh, especially if you were a Lucha Underground fan. So, yeah, Time to move on, and it's time for the reviews of the week. Uh, 
uh, we're going to open with BTE and then move on to the women's um, segment. So, Mr. It, Muir, BTE. I feel, I feel sorry my, for him. It was let not me fulfill, get my BTE notes open. One second. Uh, here they are. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Uh, okay, don't watch it. Just don't fucking watch <laughs> it. Uh, watch the two Dark Order bits if you really need to watch it. They're fun, but the rest is terrible. Absolutely worthless and yeah that's pretty much my review oh, jesus i remember a really slow motion fight scene that went yeah. on for ages and that's all i remember i liked um, the karate kid fight scene the kung fu karate I, kid fight scene just that went on nice for too long <laughs> i don't know maybe i'm getting miserable in my old age not as old miserable as Muir, apparently well they talked about shoes for the first like seven minutes of it i was just like what is oh, this God. Yeah, that's the Young Bucks thing, isn't it? They're all into trainers. So, that bored me to tears. Then the Dark Order bit with Sting, thinking it was Sting from YouTube. Oh, that was pretty good. That was good, but like I said... No, Sting from YouTube, he said. I remember. (laughs) And they start singing Rosanna, which was good. Uh, Then they just went through all the reasons why Hangman doesn't like them, basically down to penis size and that Silver has never kissed a woman before, but somehow has the best kisser award in the Dark Order. God. (laughs) Uno is colorblind. Uh, Silver is so poor he can't afford a new table. The one good thing about this segment, well, this... The Dark Order bits were good. They were standard Dark Order good. But I really enjoyed that Five was replying to all the emails to try and find Hangman. Through all the emails. I'm glad somebody else noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. They did a, there's a video of them do, uh, doing something about that, but I forgot to watch it. And it was on, like, a random tweet. But, yeah, no, uh, it's something that's actually been woven into the story just in, you know, one minute promo tweet that you've missed because it was a sea of match announcements. We'll get the pick up from that tonight, probably. Yeah, I hope so. I yeah, hope so. so overall, not not a very uh, yeah. And then the BTE title is now being on defended Sammy's on Sammy's vlog, which um ha- has been some fun parts. So it's almost a shame to lose it, but we shall see what happens with that. So I'll move, get it back. Yeah, moving on from something you guys didn't enjoy. Should we move on to something that I'm pretty sure you did? Yeah. Should we start with the dark first? Should we do dark okay. first? Then we can build ourselves up into the main show. I'm <laughs> what? not going to lie. Dark, dark doesn't take long either. Yeah, exactly. We can okay. get all the, all the stuff we didn't like out the way, <laughs> and then we can enjoy the stuff we did, you know? Okay, Mr. Strange, I'm quite happy with this change. Uh, over to you for your uh, speed run of dark. Righty-ho, I can't say I recommend much of this, not because they're bad, but I didn't write to bother writing down any of the winners because it's all pretty obvious. Um, they open up with Mox versus John Cruz. Um, I thought John Cruz was going to get this, to be honest. Uh, I thought this was going to be like the fastest squash match. When you think yeah. about John Cruz versus Moxley, you expect if I was going to expect a squash match, it would be this. Mox gave him some uh, offence. It was a, yeah. he did some comedy back rakes. It was a squash, but it was a bit of fun. John Cruz overselling, getting some offence in. Mox doing his thing. Didn't hate this. It was all right. A bit of a laugh. From there, we get Bear Country versus Chaos Project, uh, which means John Cruz walked out of the first match, got in his Serpentico gear, and came back out. Yeah. <laughs> 
which is Glad. pretty good. Hardest worker. A... Yeah. I think Bear Country won this. They uh, did, I remember indeed. they did the shoulder thing. Otherwise, this was just a bit of fun. There was some good Big Sky stuff from Bear Country and Serpentico oversold, you know. Then the Butcher and the Blade came out for two minutes to beat up some guys and they won. Um, that happened. Shanna yep. versus Renee Michelle. Uh, Shanna came out in a wonderful T-shirt, a lovely Shanna anime designer, Dragon Ball Z, yeah. that I can only recommend people oh. look at more. Oh, oh is, this a, is this an incredibly good Shanna yeah. anime T-shirt? <laughs> Fabulous. People should buy that if it comes yes, out. Right, um, I understand. And Shanna was in her own custom-made Vegeta outfit, which, you which know, for the cool. weebs of us, which yeah. is cool. This was actually all right. There was a strong grappling uh, start. There was a bit of uh, familiar lack of familiarity showing, but they tried to keep it interesting. Shanna didn't quite get the bridge on the pin again, though, so she had to do a different pin. But, yeah, that was all right. Beaver Boys versus VSK uh, from... M massage Envy and uh, er uh, Eric James who was Lana's first husband in that uh, scene with Be uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana in the WWE um, it was alright Silver looked very happy to be a wrestler some good showing from Reynolds I think they're trying to show him off though I do not like that double destroyer though I think it looks terrible then Jurassic Express came out and beat up two guys for 45 seconds and won that was fun wasn't it then Conti and uh, Vixen had a match. Conti looked great, and then she won. Yep. Then, th this is dark. This is what happened throughout the show. Eddie versus Solo. Bit of fun, if I'm honest. Eddie was having a laugh. Solo got some offense. Eddie made jokes like telling the ref he was pulling his hair and stuff. It was all right. It was great. Though. Then Starks came out for 10 seconds and won. Wait, it wasn't even 10. <laughs> I am not exaggerating any of this, Morg. This is how fast it went over. I am not joking. And there was Cutler. Cutler versus Mysterio or something like that. I didn't quite catch his luchador name. Family. Uh, he looked a bit like Scott Steiner if he was a luchador. And I was a bit cynical at start. It was but Scott honesty, Steiner merged with Rey Mysterio. It yeah, was, like, it was fucking that. great. Yeah. Um, and he actually did a lot of just classic Technico stuff and things. Yeah, there was actually a match there. It was it was pretty good. I'm pretty sure if you gave Cutler a manager, he, you could give him a proper push now. Um, but yeah, I was actually excited to see a match at this point. Uh, I was like, ooh, this is, uh, this more is than a good. minute. Yeah. And Hobbs came out for 10 seconds and beat a guy. I missed this, but you know. <laughs> you missed the Hobbs entire match. <laughs> did you, did you go to the toilet or something? I I think I did. I can't remember. I forgot Hobbs was on this. But anyway. I'm not joking. When I said one match was under two minutes, one was under 45 seconds, and two were under 10, I'm not exaggerating. No. Like these four matches come to around three minutes 50. Um, and we finished with Comorato versus Fuego, which was actually kind of fun. It was very much anime. With my superior speed, I am sure to win. Yes, uh, little guy versus mini boss. Doesn't quite pull off the tornado DDT. Comorato does a single arm military press again. It was all right. Like, there's a bunch of all right in here. The first squash match was all right. Butler versus Mysterio was all right. Eddie versus Solo was all right. But, and the finisher was all right. There was just so many unnecessary squash matches and just 
oh they're doing this for the numbers i just didn't care the other Anyone thing with is any doubt we we saw gone. the timing this was only an hour long it was like oh amazing yeah i was excited and then nothing happened the old school yeah, I think the reason that the Mox match went was because it was face versus face. And that's probably why it was a good good squash match, because... Yeah. I didn't think John Cruz had a character, let alone... He's effectively, he's, he, he's effectively a plucky underdog. That's an yeah, automatic face. Serpentico, King Serpentico on Twitter, actually spends all of his time shit-talking John Cruz and putting pictures up of him calling him a loser. <laughs> Somebody had him uh, an artist draw a picture of John Cruz pinning Serpentico, and he was like, I don't like this. <laughs> Um, yeah, all in all, I can't say Dark was necessarily like bad. Like technically, it was fine, but it's very skippable. Like you are not missing anything. So, so what are we saying, Low C? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can't say I hated it. It was too short to be hated. Yeah, like Low C. Like it was yeah. all right if you've got if you want if you want some wrestling on in the background whilst you're I don't know drawing or reading a book or playing a different game on your phone. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Otherwise, watch it for John Cruz being in two matches consecutively. What a that guy. That was pretty good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, fair play, lad. Okay. Right, let's go from mediocre let's, to good. Let's, let's, yeah. let's get back on track. Um, who wants to take this the lead on this one? Well, I've got my uh, massive notes. I'm very excited. There we go. Uh, notes as well. Okay. So, right. Go! <laughs> I don't want to butcher names. I'm terrible with Japanese names. Strange, you want to say the names. All right, okay. So uh, it's the AEW Japanese half of the Brackets Women's yep. Tournament on YouTube, which was great. Uh, we open up with... I haven't actually written all their full names. We open up with Yuka Zakazaki. I know that one versus May. I don't know her, her surname, her family name. Sorry, it's not technically a surname. Um, well, I'm going to... Open with this tournament featured all four kinds of like Joshi matching theme. We open up with what is basically the standard style of uh, TJPW Joshi match. It's a little bit fun, but you've still got the technical stuff in there. You know, you're not feeling like it's a massive shoot match. It hasn't crossed the NJPW line, but it's, you know, it's still a wrestling match. Um, I really like this opening match. I was very critical of it in the first watch but i've watched it all again since uh and it's grown on me um there are weaknesses in this match and it's not the best match of the uh four but it's yuka versus may yuka is the most experienced one may's got two years ring experience I believe, two years ring point. experience a gator move so far yeah we get a fine warm-up start uh, into a, t- a traditional fun oklahoma roll if you don't enjoy watching an oklahoma roll there's something wrong with you i love them um you can read some of the greenness in May in this, though. Um, it's very much Yuka is leading the match, and May uses a bit of pacing. Up. Yeah. Uh, Yuka's uh, over-the-ropes choke thing she did with her legs looked May fucking brutal. Yeah. May's feet were properly off the floor. Um, we missed the cameraman didn't help with some of May's uh, trickstery stuff. Like, you know, she did the big foot stomp. At the one point, she jumped down looking like she was going for a strike, and she did a sweep, which knocked out Yuka's legs. And Excalibur described it, but the camera shot was above the knees, so it just looked like she jumped down, and then Yuka fell over, uh, which cost it a little bit, and um submission spot didn't turn out great. 
bad and should have been reshot, I think, was the main issue. Yeah, but, but they did this know. live, I believe. Otherwise, this match had to have 100% emoting in the faces. You got to read their characters. Well, we know Yuka. I think she's reading is a little bit more mature last time we saw her, but... Uh, and she's still an evil magic girl. That's her yeah, character. She's, she's got a great move set. She's got yeah. power moves, rope moves, submission. Four fifty splash off the middle of the ropes is fucking ludicrous. That's so good. Um, May's leg squeeze submission didn't look great on Yuka, but when she did that rolling body scissors, that was smooth as fuck. Yes, like mate. I can see where May's gonna go. She's gonna be like, great. She just needs a bit more polish, definitely. I think you could read from the end on Yuka's face that she knows it was a bit off. Like it, it was good, and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't quite there. That, I sound like I'm being critical. It was really good. It was a good wrestling match, but it could have been better, is what I'm saying. I also want to explain what the Gator Move like thing is. It's literally two mats on the floor. So this girl is literally learning how to wrestle with no ropes most of the time. Just to inform you of the level that Gator Move is at. Oh yeah, it's just like Emi Sakura's back bedroom, isn't it? Or yes, something. mate. Yes. What did, so, what did you think, Morg? You're our uh, Joshi apprentice. Apprentice. <laughs> <New? laughs> uh, Couldn't yeah. think of the right word. This was uh, really good. Uh, uh, we were very happy that our girl won. That this was the one. Yeah. Um, so my only criticism of this whole thing was the fact that I worked out who was winning every match because they'd appeared on AEW before. That was my only, ah, which was very right. much a shame when we get to one of the later, well, two of the later matches, I would say. Um, so, yeah, me and the, the Raptor had worked out who was going to win. Uh, but, th yeah, this was great. Uh, this was just wrestling. Just uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> just wrestling. This was just I know what wrestling. you mean, though. It was, yeah. Enough facial expressions, enough yeah. moves, enough silliness. It was, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Very much so. Not as fun as a later match, though. My favourite one. I, I think we were about to move on to one of my two new favourite female wrestlers. Yeah. Right, next one to Emmy versus Venny, which I would describe as the Type 2 Japanese match. Just a wrestling match, very little silliness. Uh... Can I just correct myself, sorry? My two uh... new favourite Joshi wrestlers. Ah, uh, okay. Yes, because Venny won over a lot Venny with was me wicked. and the Raptor. They Venny are amazing. On the if you want to watch more of Venny, she's, well, they are Asuka in all caps, if you actually want to watch them in any other promotion, they've only been Venny for this tournament. Yeah, we we looked them up and uh, got very confused yeah. for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting fact, Emmy lost a tooth in this match. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was Joshi's that one drop mate. kick. Joshi, yeah, she didn't give a fuck. She was like, lol, tooth loss. <laughs> um... This was just a really good match. It was so smooth. Venny's weird, like, roll-dodge thing near the start. I was like, I am now invested. Let's see the rest of this. I don't know what the year when they sort of bent-rolled. Yes, mate. Um, it is they, them, uh, yep. just so everybody knows. Look that up. There was some fucking immense hair whips. I've seen hair whips before, but Emmy fucking threw Venny like nothing. Emmy <laughs> don't care. She'll yeah. put you in your place. I really like the Romero special ending in the slam and I don't see it enough and it's just good wrestling you know like it fits in with everything and this was just good um, wrestling I love Emmy's selection of backbreakers 
Benny springboard headlock takeover thing from the turned up buckle was just immense. Like, I know yeah. it's not a, a particularly complex move, but because it just looks great. More of that. Benny's running shooting star press, fucking immense. It's not hangman's, uh, but it is good. Yeah, no. Uh, I actually got really, like, cheerful in my soul when um, Emmy did the uh, Queen... We will rock you, you and know. People and, actually responded. Yeah, people did it. I was like, yeah, this is what it's about. I don't understand how she didn't get over. Like, she's great fun. I don't understand why American audiences couldn't get behind the weird, you know, Freddie yeah. Mercury. I think that she would get over much bigger with the UK audience. I think Queen, for as much as they are one of the biggest bands of all time, and on my list of one of the greatest bands of all time, I think they are still very, very British. Weird yeah, as that sense. may sound. And I, I don't know whether a younger American audience really understand who this woman is who comes out with a moustache. Whereas I think if you do that in England, the crowd yeah. would pop like fuck. I think it's just... And obviously, Queen are obviously huge in Japan. So it's obviously over there, probably in the same... Yeah, that that way that a lot of Western rock bands have really massive. If she's over. coming back with a heel queen gimmick, which it looks like she's got with the robe and the crown, then it yes. might be a little bit more obvious for Americans. Not to insult any American listeners, but um, we but understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just don't. Yeah, yeah you, you, if if you're not aware of Queen the band, who are quite an older band now, you know, you're not going to necessarily get it. This match was just really, really good. Really enjoyed this match. I was going to get back into that. The only weak spot was we had a weak sequence of uh, strikes, but then later we had a, a great sequence of chops with leg lariats in that one minute. That, yeah, that, if I had to pick a weak spot, that was it. I love the sit-out choke slam. That's a cool move. And we end with a bunch of fast rolls, holds, and yeah, I, it was great. Back to you, Morg. Sorry, I, I wanted to get the end of my run out. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, yeah, this was just a really, really good match. I just really enjoyed it. Always like Emmy anyway. Um, yeah. She just... Um, it, it's nice to have a veteran in the ring. Uh, this was one of the first times when I was a bit disappointed that um, it wasn't the new person who went over, though. Because I think Fenny is dimes and could be massive... Um, in an American slash European scene. Yeah, I'm with you. Just someone else on this list, but yeah, sure. Um, We're getting to that very shortly, I think. um, You've got to take into account the Japanese culture as well. Like, yeah, they will have... As much as... It was like how you'd expect certain more experienced wrestlers to go over here. It's just the same thing. Also... Um, just like to point out that she was wearing Hannah's old kimono from her rodeo tie. Yeah, that was really nice. It was which is it, quite. It sweet. was really nice having Excalibur explain things because he actually knows them. Yeah, as much not... as I think Taz would have had the best time ever watching this show, I yeah. think he'd have cry laughed all the way through. I don't think he could have survived back Ito. <laughs> no, uh, no, those little touches and Excalibur yeah. actually explaining it to the audience was great. Shall I roll on? Yeah. Carry on. To okay. my other new favourite, Joshi. My favourite match of this. Um, and, and I'm about to big up Rio. Rio yeah. versus Maki Ito. A, a proper comedy match here, if I'm honest, but still with yeah, great, great wrestling. 
as soon as like when Rio was on EW previously, it was in some like multi tag match. We didn't really get to see her character when she fucking walked out as like girl Carter with the sunglasses. The sun, I was like, die. that's exactly and... what we said. I'm glad we got that right. <laughs> Good work. Um, and her nickname is Aniki, which is older brother in Japanese. And uh, there's a lot of big brother energy there. There was yes, so thanks. much character in this match. Just so much. I'm just going to talk about highlights. The crying spot into the <laughs> foot stomp. Wonderful. <laughs> the shoulder tackle bounce when she got advantage. Rio did the fucking rope shake like the Ultimate Warrior. They were both really good despite the comedy, though. Like, um, every spot was tight and hit well. Uh, Rio counts with the ref for the arrogance, which helped get the character across. Mackie entering screaming psycho moment is just wonderful. And she's got the best Kakeshi in the building. That sideways full head, but with her, so beautiful. her stupid face on as she goes over. Rio wiggling her eyebrows and smiling when she popped out the submission made me laugh. Good. It was ju just great. And there was a great hanging power slam from Rio in the middle of this. As much as I'm bigging up the comedy moments, there were like some proper good moves. There was a really good elbow exchange, some proper NJPW smacking each other. We got Makito's iron head moment, which is just always wonderful. And she T-posed after the headbutt no cell. She just brought her arms up. And look, she's got uh, Mackie's got some good moves in there with the DDT and that swinging DDT. The finish looked fucking brutal. That rolling head arm triangle, I actually felt bad for Mackie. I, I fucking loved this match. Uh, it, was it was my favourite. I loved it. arm choke where you just kept throwing her around at Bang. the end. Which was beautiful. It was horrible. Uh, I'd like to also point out how much better Mackie's got because I watched a load of Mackie's matches like a year ago and she was not the best but she's now actually like really coming into her own especially the roll through single leg crab she did was yeah that was heavy. wicked i also these love two how, were great together yeah they were brilliant together uh i love how she sings as well as lord taishi coming down to the <laughs> ring that makes me pissed um yeah i thought she brought the crying spot out a bit early because that's normally later when she's losing but yeah it was fucking great uh yeah i had great fun watching this match because i enjoy a stupid comedy match that also has fantastic you know wrestling in it this was perfect for me i fully really enjoyed this what do you think of Morg? This is how you do a comedy match without it being silly. Um, so one of the first things I, I personally noticed was that Rio um, expected her to be playing very... I mean, obviously, uh, she was playing the straight man in the grand scheme of things, but she wasn't purely playing the straight man and knew how to do a comedy match. This was no Bill Goldberg, I don't do comedy. This was purely, I know what I'm getting into. I am a very serious, hard-hitting looking character. Like you say, uh, looks like a carder. Um, yeah. uh, gender flip to carder. Um, and yeah, this was so much fun. Um, immediately made uh, Makito two new fans out of me and the Raptor. Um, I can't call between this and the previous match, which was my favourite. So I'm going to state that these two were my favourite matches. 
They're um, definitely the two best. One hundred percent. They are the best two. When um, I, I first watched it, I said the previous one was the better match, but I've rewatched them both today, and I just had so much fun watching this match. That, on yes. top of being impressed. Yeah, I think I think they'd both be getting very high marks if we were actually scoring them. Yes, mate. I, I, I fucking loved it. I'm I'm really excited to, uh, to see more of both of them. I'm pretty sure AEW will sign Mackie. Her entire so, gimmick is losing. It's so just that's not one of the explained. things we noticed was they all stated making their AEW debut. So hopefully, that's yeah. that's shape of things to come. Um, quickly before we move on to the last match, just something a piece of food for thought for you guys uh, that me and the Raptor were talking about. Um, I know we've been quite critical of AEW's women's division. Do you think one of the problems they've had is they were expecting it to be shored up with all these great joshis, and then the Rona happened. Could well and be. they've had to just try and make do with well, effectively having half a roster. It's we're possible. building to a Yuka Brit feud and a Statlander somebody feud before everything went down. If you recall, there was that yeah. double match where a bunch of people got taken out. Sorry, yeah. Mara, I talked over you. It's okay. Um, yeah, I can agree with you there, but then also you need to think about this. As soon as the borders were being closed you know, down. It should have been more. Well, what we're we gonna do now, boys? Than just sort of do nothing. But yeah, it is a huge issue for them. But these girls are also signed their contracts to their companies. You know, so they shouldn't be over at oh. AEW the whole time. Yeah, I just wonder if that's one of the things that has that has specifically hurt the women's because we've not seen it with the men's division in the same way as to whether they were expecting to have this and um, because we've got this match with the Japanese half and the American half um this also so I just wonder if that's why and maybe if some of these girls can um come over that we might actually see a bit of a resurgence in the I mean, uh, women's division We've all got really obvious characters that's what yeah. I really yes. liked about watching this Venny came out and I was like, oh, you're this character. Cool. Rio came out and I was like, you're this character. Wicked. You know, I now understand. I understand plucky underdog in the next match. You know, I've got it. Boom. So, Whereas AEW struggled a lot with is a female know. wrestler. Yeah. So, so the last match. Yep. Uh, Aja Kong versus Rin. I didn't get her first down as well. This Rin is the uh, Kadakura. Kadakura. Um, this is the fourth type of match. This is what I'd argue is their shoot slash realistic match. And when you're watching this match, you have to remember Aja Kong is their cane, basically. I think that's the best way to put it. I'd say so, yeah. Cain meets the ultimate warrior. Yeah, she is uh, an so... absolute legend as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's arguably the weakest of the matches, sadly. Um, Aja Kong does a lot of no-selling, but the no-selling at least reads on her face. You know, her character is, you can't hurt me with this. And just looking, yeah, looking in contempt at you, not just going, I'm not taking damage. It's like, what the fuck are you trying to do, you know? And she did get some cool taunts in there, like yeah. she did the great Kabuki taunt. You got to read her character still, which yeah. is, um, yeah, what I said. Uh, some of the fucking drops she did on Rin, I was like, poor lass. Um, She's <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, camera, a bunch of the covers she did was good. And Aja read as a bully. Yeah. We did get some counter offense from Rin. We uh, got the 
ET off the top. We got a couple of other things, but I, I just think all of Aja's bumps look really comfy. It's like she's done a big roll. And I, I don't know if that's odd. Maybe it's because she looks very comfy. But, but like whenever she did anything, she was just like, whoop. And I was like, oh, she's falling over. That's wrestling um, for like, you know, 35, yeah, no. 40 years. So, you know. Well, they were, Rin looked really good. Like there weren't many like particularly high spots for her because she was mostly bodied for this match. Like she had you know, a bunch of good offense, some good drop kicks, but like the standout moments with the Aja spike pile driver and cell were immense. Um, Aja just, just sitting, just dropping on her after that crucifix. It was she beautiful. Just fell on. Just I was like, Christ. Uh, sad, I think some of the other matches might have overrun because this match was very short compared to the others. Um, it was still good. Uh, but I think Rin would have been a more sympathetic person to have in the rest of the tournament. But Arja is their cane, and she's still got to be over with their original audience. So I'll throw it over to you, boys. They've got to keep us strong, unfortunately, as much as, you know, it's not the most interesting match you're ever going to get. But, you know, you've got to pay respect to legends in Japan, and she's a you you know, living legend, so... Is what it is. He trained Awesome Kong. That's why Awesome Kong is called Awesome Kong. Yeah. Um, Or Morg. So, yeah, this is how you do a squash match. Yeah. This is exactly how you do a squash match. This was never felt like a squash match. At the beginning, you started to worry, and then it just really didn't feel like a squash match. It it felt like a plucky underdog trying to overcome this legendary monster. Fighting uh, a mountain. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I again, um just another great match. Really enjoyed all of this. Uh Rin came across really well. Uh there were a couple of moments towards him who were like, Well, that's it, she's dead. Yeah, just, yep. just she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> she's mine. Yeah, um, but yes, and I, I think you're going to make Aja look strong because my prediction looking at it, I think we're going to have Nyla Rose versus Aja Kong in the final. Oh, that could be interesting. I think we're going to have... A very different women's match that would... Uh... Yeah. I believe Nyla um... has worked with her before. And Nyla did some time in Japan. Yeah. It's got to be Yuka. 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 I want Yuka too. Want Yuka expecting Aja versus Nyla. It's a big exhibition match for your pay per view. I just don't care. I'm sorry. It's going to be Yuka. I'm going for Yuka versus Rio in the final. That's my. Well, in the the bracket final. That's my. Josh. That could be hilarious, and I could love it. Yeah. Oh, that is actually possible. Yeah, I could have Nyla versus. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. another possibility. Yeah. I, I'm just expecting I Nyla don't versus Isaac. Nyla Rose back in the championship again. She's just like, she's already yeah. been beaten by Shida. Why do we need this replay? That's 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 the one thing that makes me think it won't be, and maybe Britt Baker will pull off the um, surprise. Just something new, please. Yeah. Anyway. Because Brit hasn't had her run yet. Anyway, uh, overall, what score are we giving this? I'm thinking it's an A. Oh, I think it's an A. I think my overall joy in describing... As I said, the first and last matches were good, but my joy in describing the middle two matches, I think it's an A. I'm willing to give that out. Especially for a show done in you know somebody's back bedroom. Um, 
across you know the seas under lockdown. Yeah, great, love it. More, more tomorrow. In fact, yep. Okay, so from there we move on to Dynamite, which is over to me. Uh, open as always, JR Excalibur and Shivoni on commentary, and the opening match: Hangman and Matt Hardy versus TH2. Matt gets the pin with the twist of fate. What did you guys think of the match? What score did you give it? We'll get back to what happens after. After this was all right. It was good. Good. Um, I enjoyed Hangman's lower. Th- what was that, Muir? Rip no entrance for TH2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> F. Yeah. Um, I recently hired a shady legal team on the old Hangman thing. <clears throat> Catch up over the match start. Thanks again, boys. Love it. Yep. Love it when that happens. Otherwise, it was solid. We got the running shooting stuff uh, press. Evans got to be flippy. Uh, it was all mostly Hardy versus TH2, but it was solid. The Hangman hot tag was great. His fucking cardio must be immense. He went for ages. Pop-up power bombs, everything. The backbreaker, neckbreaker slam thing from TH2 was fucking cool. We did get a, but he didn't get all of it. Yes, we did. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Like, I gave this a solid C. I enjoyed it. I don't think it broke any like barriers, but we're mostly here for the story, let's be honest. This is just a story match to me, and it's a solid C for it. There was nothing too interesting, but, you know, it is to get the story over, which is what matters here. Yeah. C in a good way. Yeah, yeah, C- yeah, yeah. C's across the board. It was, it was good. <laughs> So, following on from that, we had the Hardy and yeah. Page in-ring promo where Matt went, you signed this contract, and Page went, eh. <laughs> you might want to have a look at this video. You don't watch the show. Um, uh, so, then we had the beatdown on Page, and most importantly, Dark Order in for the save on Page. This made me happy. I'm most interested about something that Strange brought up. Why did Cassidy bring the wrong, like, the papers? If he was pretending to be that guy, why was he bringing the papers that fucked over Matt to the ring? This is something that Strange brought up to me. If, like, yeah, if Cassidy is in disguise, that means Matt Hardy knows. Yeah, yeah. maybe it was a case that Matt does actually watch the show and knew, because he did say, well, you pulled one over on me. I tried to pull one over on you. I liked all that. Yeah, no, um, it was good, actually. Um, and... Obviously, the heartwarmingness of Dark Order coming out to save him. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Silver coming out. Because Five's in love with Hangman and Broy's little heart balloon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's and great. as much as we've said he's been milked, um, Brody Jr. having his own little minus one mask that looks like Ten's mask is, is kind of lovely. That. I'm yeah. fine with that. If yeah. he just comes out like that and leads the charge with, yeah. I'm fine with that. It's just when he's given like an hour on mic, I'm like, oh, please, no. Yeah, we don't... Also, we don't, him leading the what? charge, I think, was right. I think that yeah. was cool. Yeah. You know, he's there. But you don't. we don't need to use him for anything else. Um... Also, really nice finish was the fact that Hangman, uh, the Dark Order, left Hangman alone at the end, and they were like, "No, don't worry about it. You know, enjoy yourself." And I was like, "Ah, that's actual friendship being, you know, acted, role played. Lovely, lovely oh, spot." Can't wait for Dark Order versus the Good Brothers. It's where it's yes. all leading. Uh, right. So, uh, in a circle backstage promo, any thoughts, comments? 
Um, this was more complex than I expected it was going to be. MJF started shit talking. Well, it was meant to be a Santana and Ortiz promo, but you know that that got clipped that over. MJF shit talked. Then Jericho pointed it out to him, and I was like, "Oh, Jericho!" But then he, you know, still said "fuck you, Sammy," and got angry. And then uh, Jake Hager shouted "championships" like a Pokemon. I love which is how the best character he's ever had. Yeah, <laughs> I love this character. Just- screaming championships it really makes me laugh i don't know i i love the fact that jake hager understands that he's not the greatest promo knows that he's supposed to be considering you think of the other type of characters he's played in wrestling and he he knows he's just supposed to be the big dumb heavy hitter and he's just got a gimmick that is just shouting one word and yeah (laughs) he's so good more Jake Hager comedy. He's really good at these just, yeah, just very subtle, just, silly... It was like when he was cradling uh, yes. fucking Jericho when he got hit by the ball and he was just like being shot. It was like, no! It's like a George. Yeah. J- Jake Hager is really good yeah. at self-depreciating comedy. He is incredibly yeah. good at it for all the times we've criticised him. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, are we giving that a Gave score? It a C. Gave it a C. Gave it there a we C. go. Yep. I thought it was good. <laughs> Solid. Um, Serena Deeb versus Rio, a women's tournament match. Um, Rio wins, which shocked me. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the match? What score did you give it? Uh, I did keep count for you, Nick. Uh, oh, JR, JR only pointed out Rio was 98 uh, to pounds three times. It was one before the break and two after. But he did yeah. refer to her as the smallest and little at different points in the match. Okay. Anyway, uh, Nick asked me to count because he saw it before me. We got a solid grappling start, and it's not what I expected from Rio to be uh, fair. We, yeah, we got an actual bit of back and forth NWA style stuff. We got the Rio bridge out she did ever pin. She does it perfectly, and she pulled off a cartwheel dodge that I always fucking love. It was a lot more NWA otherwise than I expected from Rio. Um. I've only really seen her as high-speed Joshi machine, you know. Deep submission works really well with a bunch of the stuff they're doing. Rio's personality was reading a lot stronger than the last time we saw her, I think. I think we're getting a bit more of an actual character from her. Yeah. As opposed to she's Japanese and Kenny likes her, which seemed to be before. And this match really showed that both can be strong. Um as much as there's the comments about Rio only being 98 pounds and the smallest and the littlest, that double stomp on deep stomach, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and the ending was a bunch of rolls and roll-ups, but it it started a bit weird, but by the end, the counters and such are really good. Uh, I enjoyed this. I gave it a high C slash B, but I want to hear what you boys think about it before I comment, oh, yeah, before I lock down. I thought... The weirdest part of it for me was Deep coming out first when she's a championship holder at the moment. Um, like, the comments about wrestlers being small and stuff like that, I, I just really dislike. It's just like, just just coming on the wrestling, don't just keep going on about how small they are. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I liked the storytelling of Deep having the bad knee. She came out with the brace on from the start, you know, to give her the out of why she wasn't winning this match. And it was still a really close-fought match, which I felt could go either way. And, yeah, it was really solid. And I thought I gave it a B myself. Ooh. Prepare to move your score up, Mr. Strange. 
Oh, <laughs> we really enjoy it. And I've got to say we, because the Raptor is not a fan of Rio at all. She really <laughs> doesn't like... And this is the second time I remember... She, she really enjoyed this match. I really enjoyed this match. This is, this is what the women's matches I want to see. This was phenomenal. Storytelling in the match. They didn't need a story going in because it's a tournament. Um, no. Yeah, I, I, th- th- this is one of the things I know we talk about with giving an A. If you tell that story in them, because you can still get an S rank match from a match with two guys just thrown together, if you can tell a story in the ring. Yeah, completely. If there's 100%. nothing going on. And the story about the knee, everything else. I didn't mind the bits about talking about Rio being the smaller competitor because I'm hoping that's leading up to more. I, I But I do, now you've mentioned it, Muir, it'll start to niggle me. I know now. Yeah. It, and it will because I'll start noticing it more. Or... Keep a count, boys. I'll yeah. Keep a count. Um, yeah. This was a really good match. Uh, really technical and lots of just lots of stuff going on. And I really enjoyed this. And I was surprised by the winner. Um, now, with hindsight, with Serena having the out with the knee, yes. But she's, she's also, but she's also a massive baby face for us in AW. So she could have overcome, you know, yeah, exactly. the few. The, the, I the... didn't feel. Yeah. Any time in that match, there was definitely going to be Rio. As soon as she came oh, out no. with the knee brace on, I was like, oh, okay. But, you know. Yeah, it could have gone any, either way. Yes, yeah, so it was definitely a B from me. Oh, wicked. I said high CB. My notes, yeah. I think I don't made it, I didn't make as many notes as normally because I was just kind of enjoying it. And I said, it's not what I expected from a Rio match. That normally means it was a B where if you haven't got a lot of notes because you're enjoying the yeah, match. Yeah, it's true. That's, that is a standard. Um, so after that, we've got, oh God, I can't write Jade. Um, Jade Cargill and Shaq video package. Yeah. She's promo. learning how to play basketball. I thought she promo. was meant to be a wrestler. Two body stuff. See, it was yeah. a, it's a standard issue video package for a wrestler. Uh, yeah, it was a C. But I wonder if a partner did point out that maybe they should have had a pro like a package of her training Shaq in wrestling or something, as opposed yeah. to you Shaq, know maybe all maybe that the base, relevant sport. As, as the Raptor turned around to me and said, "Well, all that base basketball training that's really going to help her in a wrestling match." Yeah, I hope she's a prodigy. I hope she's another Anna Jay. I hope they've just been training her really hard for these last yeah. few weeks. Constantly, just six days a week in the fucking <laughs> Just ring. posted a Tigetsu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, we've sent you a hot woman to train. Ah, perfect. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to that, uh, Orange Cassidy with Chuck Taylor versus Luther with Serpentico. I didn't rate. I didn't give a rating to this match. I just put I a did. short no score. <laughs> this is. A just read my. I'll just read my notes in order. Yeah. Real men wear pink. Um, as a fan of wearing pink, it's nice to always see Chuck representing. We had a really strong start from Luther, to be fair. And that fucking neck shirt spin was awful. Luther is, in fact, too old for an apron-to-floor powerbomb, if you ask me. Yes. And Chuck is that... The single awful waffle Chuck pulled off in Serpentigo in the background was perfect. He, he literally hung in the air for a second before he fell. And that's it. D. Squash. It, it seemed unnecessary without the Miro run out. Like, I assumed that's all it was a vector for, but then that didn't happen either. Yeah. Uh, run out. <laughs> yeah. I'd have complained if it was just a vector for Miro, but without the without it being it, a vector it, for Miro. Yeah. It, it, to be fair, it, the thing is, it didn't even feel like a squash match to me, so I just didn't even rank it. Yeah, it's just something that happened on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, following on from that, Team Taz and Sting in ring promo. 
any thoughts? Did the void at stare back? At least something happened. I guess. Sting can take a bump. He can take a bump. Dropping him on his neck doesn't seem the smartest move, you know, but here we are. I don't even know what my notes say. It says something like, without bigs, it's clean. I don't know what that means. Fuck <laughs> 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 that means. Um, my notes were, oh, Stang's dead. And then uh, at least something happened. I don't think I'd have gone for the neck-based move on Sting. No. Um, otherwise, it's it's more of the same. I've yeah. criticised this last week, oh, the week before. The week. I'm not even going to rank it. I'm just ignoring this part of the show now. I'm sorry. Uh, just cool. get to the match. Just get to the match. Uh, following on from that, Eddie Kingston promo. Are we ranking it? Great, obviously, B. We're going to start making sure we do this. Eddie Kingston came on. He said some things about his emotions and being poor and having to get over pain, but also in a heelish way. So you found him, you know, engaging and driving, but still heelish, and you want to see him punished a bit. It was awesome, like every yeah. Eddie Kingston pono. He's just promo. great. Um, so following on from that, uh, we had the Kenny backstage promo. I would like to point out that Jr. introduced Kenny as the WWE <laughs> champion. Fucking. <laughs> Get him oh. off the show. Just get him off the sh- just, 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 just let him, let him retire. Just let's, let him let, retire. Let's please. skim over that and go on to yeah. how fucking amazing this, this was. This segment <laughs> was fucking S tier, boys. I loved it so much. Uh, the, the, the Scott, are they in love? Uh, <laughs> he I only had like thirty seconds of reading for them. Yes, mate. And then he had to go as soon as all the pictures were taken to show that he was good with kids. Fucking leaves instantly. It's fantastic. We hate <laughs> they just fucking kill him. And they just left him. Uh, I the small name. child going over to the thing to get a tray to hit Nakazawa with that the raptor noticed that I didn't. Just, it was wonderful. I'm uh, guessing it it's the wrestlers kids. <laughs> I gave it an A, but it was it was phenomenal. I loved it. It should this. be an A, really. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this. It was like proper healing. Oh, I'm going to show up for this photo shoot. I'm just leaving straight after. Bye, kids. You know, it was ace. Oh, Attitude Era, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an A. This was awesome. It was just so funny. Fabulous. Um, so, uh, moving on... Uh, Proud and powerful with the inner circle versus the young bucks. Uh, bucks win with a roll up. Uh, so, what score did you give the match, and what did you think of the match? We'll go on to what happened afterwards. Afterwards. Uh, once again, I had a great time. Uh, I love Santana Ortiz, and I think they work really well with the bucks. Look, bit disappointed we didn't get their intro music. Why do we have the inner circle intro music? Um, We're not allowed. You know. I like the good music. We have to have the inner circle mistake. Uh, but anyway, it was really good and it was really smooth. There was some really cool stuff between Matt Jackson and Ortiz. Uh, we got a TV watching joke from Kenny in the in a little clip through, which always brings me joy. Uh, joy. With a flipping backbreaker thing from Santana Ortiz was ace. They just do everything as a tag team, but most of the match was them winning. Uh, the twisting top turnbuckle stunner thing from Matt onto Santana was ludicrous. The iconclasm from the books looks cool and they should do that more. We had a fucking avalanche falcon arrow from Santana. A lot happened in this match uh, from Santana onto Nick. Um, 
There was Santana Ortiz catching Nick into a twist slam move from him running on his one uh, thing. It was great. We got a doomsday device, which always gives me a thumbs up. And it was a was good a bit... doomsday device as well. Yeah, it was. It was a good uh, one. Just, just the ending. I, 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 th- I expected more than a roll-up. Like Ortiz's confused face sold it well. I but think I don't know, they... they don't think... overuse the roll-up, and it's, it's also it is a legitimate move in AEW. They've always pinned, played it as a legitimate. Move. It's not always the surprise move that Dub Z does, and I think we've we've been damaged with it being used as the surprise move. It's supposed to be a legitimate move, and it's all he could do to actually get that win. That's what I got out of it. Maybe after uh, such a cool-looking match, I expected something a little bit cooler. But I gave the match a B. I had a great time. We have the story involved, uh, which we'll build into in a minute. And the wrestling was really cool. I think Santana and Ortiz are one of my top tag teams just to watch for interesting offence. Yeah. I've always liked Santana and Ortiz. Uh, Mr. Muir? I think this is just like match plus one. It's really solid. Yeah. And I think Santana and Ortiz don't get enough time on AEW. I think they should have been better placed in the AEW tag team division. I know they've got the sort of the story they're being put under by, you know, Jericho and those lot. But I really like watching them. So it doesn't really help for me. But yeah, solid B for me. This was great. B's across the board. Yeah, really enjoyed match this one. match. Match yeah. plus one. This is um, what we mean by match plus one, to be honest. Like I described yeah. it earlier in the tier list. Just match plus one. Enough story. Really good wrestling. Good times. So, um, Inner Circle beat down on the Bucks. Uh, Kenny, um, really keen to go out and save the Bucks. Don Callis stops him. And so we haven't seen the complete end of the Elite, I don't think. Um, and... Um, eventually whispers something to the the good brothers and the good brothers eventually come out and i'd say for the save but they just kind of come out and the inner circle got bored beating up the bucks and leave uh yep good story it's continuing this story it's nice everything's coming together a very dubsy dub uh, I think my favourite parts were Hager. Hager did the weirdest slam on Cutler because I think he was trying to avoid the stairs. He sort of picked him up and he was like half hanging it. And, and he was like, oh no. <laughs> and he turned through like about 70 degrees to land. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm prepared for a Cutler versus Hager storyline, but I've been proved wrong before. And I love how protective Hager, uh, Hager is of Jericho. It's great. Like, he's probably, like, bundles him up and wraps him up. It's, it's also but nice so to see how protective Hager is of the other wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's, that's a really good point. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I like the story crossover. I'm intrigued to see where pretty much everything's going. Uh, following on from that, uh, Brandy Rhodes and Cody gender reveal. I haven't put anything to it it was just a way for cody to join commentary heartwarming moment for them i've got two notes which are one of my partner's comments which was if you're pregnant why the fuck would you be wearing high heels uh and because she's brandy rhodes (laughs) sorry go on and (laughs) sweet i suppose there we are (laughs) yeah we're too (laughs) jaded for this annoying to have time for this when some wrestlers didn't even get their intros on this show you know but yeah i would be more annoyed if this wasn't literally about 30 seconds they came out i think cody's entrance took longer than them actually doing the gender reveal because i missed it and the raptor had to tell me that they're having a little girl 
Oh, yeah, you miss it. Yeah, I, I missed. I missed the reveal bit. I think I. I think I was writing Brandy Rhodes and Cody gender reveal. Cody joins comment. I think I was writing my notes <laughs> and missed it. Flash up as it's a girl. That does happen. Sometimes you guys yeah. are talking about things. You're like, oh, that was really cool. And I'm like, hmm, yes, that must have happened. <laughs> no, that same. So following on from that, FTR versus Matt and Mike Seidel. Uh, FTR win with the big rig. What did you think of the match? What score did you give it? I, once again, really enjoyed this. Uh, I th- I'm really excited to see the Seidel's together. I do question why Mike Seidel comes to the ring with a quiver. Or... Can't wait for him to sh- fire an arrow. I just want to know what it is. And uh, as Ruth said about his star tattoos up his back, he's a victim of 2004. Got caught, mate. <laughs> have a rip on the tattoos as we go through. Anyway, solid start to this match as always. Matt's got fucking great kicks. The Seidel's fight in sync so well through this match. Well, they've got so many timed moves and stuff. Uh, FTR, as much as I judge their Grimmick, I do, yeah, I do love them in the ring. I think their short power moves and stuff will work really well. They've got loads of weight. Um, one thing I will point out that I noticed on commentary this week is they seem to remember... Do you remember near the start of AW where they were just continuously commenting on about how yeah, the winners make more money and stuff and the pay window and things? That came back in this episode. It was talked about a lot. That's always a JR thing. It's an old school thing and it's something I like because... Um, and I like it. But this is where you want... As much as we were criticising him earlier, this is where you want somebody like JR who remembers that and like helps it, make but... a match feel... Just a random thrown-together match feel like this is the reason why you want to win you want the winner's purse and i've always liked that i think they should like it they went from mentioning it in like every match to a huge run of not mentioning it and this one they mentioned like every match just pace it out a little bit of work uh that's my only note because this was during the break where it did slow down for a bit so obviously i had enough time to notice these things but anyway, we were straight back into the match after the break. Um, Matt Seidel's corkscrew reversal of a slingshot move into a cutter or whatever it was, was fucking immense. Uh, kicks versus punches uh, is basically how I viewed the match. You know, all fists, no flips, and all kicks, all flips by the look of it. Worked really well against each other. Uh, the only thing which went a bit wrong was Mike Seidel's corkscrew finisher, I think, which didn't look great. But I think that might be the Seidel curse after the uh, shooting star pressing crew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the big rig counter finish after the baseball slide was great. Uh, I gave this a C, but a B on Raw Wrestling, if that makes sense. Like, there wasn't any story, but the wrestling was so good that I was like, I, I really enjoyed it. I gave because- it a B myself. Because, yeah, there's no fucking story here. Don't get me wrong, but... Yeah, it is Super Max was... plus one. Yeah, mate. Like, FTR, as much as I bash them for being boring 80s wrestlers, you know, they're great when they're in the ring. You can't put a foot wrong with them. And the Seidel's impressed me in this match. I thought they did real well together. And their tag team work is fantastic, and they should stick them together a bit more. And, yeah, I gave it a solid B. I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. So um, this could have been an A if there'd been a story going into this, because this was a match, like like you just said, uh, flips and kicks versus fists, no flips, could have been. This was almost a setup for a dream future match. And if this is the yeah, opener to something you. that comes on and we get that story of the two flippy brothers versus the two 
um, old school 80s guys that's that's somewhere to go i gave it a c to b also because i couldn't decide i really enjoyed it but i think with our own I description i think i think a mirror swung me because with our own description and what you said you said it was a, a bc there wasn't a story but a b doesn't necessarily have to have a story it has to have good wrestling no, or a good bit story a yeah and i think this it was, was a b one. Fight in tandem so well, the side owls. Like, yeah, just wonderful. More of it. Bring them back. You yeah. can hear us, Nick. More of their. <laughs> well, they, they shortened dark this week. Uh, after that, FTR beat down on the Sedell brothers. Lights go out. Jurassic Express for the save. Luchasaurus has a new mask. So is the... well, go on, Muir. Go on. Mask. I was like, oh, are they going to bring him back with a new mask? Are they going to make it a bit more like ostentatious? I wanted him to have come out with the Vibora mask. I, wanted I thought to come he was going to with... drop the mask. Yeah, I thought his mask was going to go. And that I thought they were that gonna, you know... picture of the mask on the floor and his back yeah. to the screen looked very ominous. Like, um... Mask on, now I'm a heel or whatever. The thing I more took from this, like we're all focusing yeah. on Luchasaurus' new mask, is the fact that FTR were trying to cut off uh, either Matt or Mike Sardar's hair. Is that their thing now? Do they like just, cut weird trophies off people with a pair of scissors? That's I mean, weird. Maybe yeah. that's going to become their thing. Oh, I mean, I'm down with it. If, if yeah. you've got people willing to have bits snipped off them for my it's, entertainment, it's, you go crazy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very old school. Um, so following on from that, Mox promo. This got a bit rambly. Oh, did you not enjoy this one? I kind of this, enjoyed this one. Um, it, it was good, and then it got a bit rambly at the end. So I, I'm willing for you guys to to change my mind. This was not peak Mox for me, but if you enjoyed it, Mox pro me was this. Which one was it? Was the it, one that got rambly the one at the end. Normal guy, or which it's one? The one, one where he said he was going to beat up Eddie because they're friends, and he pimped his NJPW match. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering which one of his pros. See, I that. get this because uh, yeah. at the start of this year, one of our close personal friends was getting a bit emotional and a bit um, a bit frustrated and a bit frustrating. And I, I said, yo, do you need me to take you out back and have a I fight with a fight. you and yeah. beat some sense into you? And he was like, well, I was like, if you just want to fight, uh, we can do it. And he was like, no, thanks, Strange. I was like, okay, just some people are like that. I'm one of those people who's like that. <laughs> Sometimes you I just can need understand. To get a bit of sometimes you just out. need a rook. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just need a rook. So yeah, hey, mate, you. I'll slap you about until you make sense, or you can slap me about until I make sense. Hopefully, both of us. Uh, so maybe it just empathised with my inner housing estate. Uh, no but otherwise, solid moxing. It. it was just solid moxing. Yeah. Then it gets a B. Solid moxing. So uh, that led on to. Eddie Kingston, Butcher and the Blade versus Lance Archer, Fenix and Mox. Uh, that was, sorry, Eddie Kingston, Butcher and Blade with Bunny versus Lance Archer, Fenix and Mox with Jake Roberts. Mox wins with the paradigm shift. What did you guys think of the match? Score, did you give it? Oh, God, I normally go first. And I haven't written down my ranking, so I don't know whether I have to read these notes positively or negatively. It was a good match, Strange. It was a good That's match. I can tell from my go. notes, so go uh, ahead. Right. Well, I open with a plus one butcher is beautiful. Uh, not as beautiful as he was in the promo earlier with his fucking moustache and white, but still great. And notice still no heel or face door for my boys. Just want to point that out again there, Morg. They uh, did not enter via the 
Heal all the face door. We've got a new Phoenix mask. It's the new wicked. tweener door, which is the Mox tweener door. <laughs> I'll accept it. Yeah, Tweeners for life. Um, be back to Japan. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Samurai mask. Yes, uh, mate. We had a, a clusterfuck start, but the camera work ha- uh, helped with that, if I'm honest. It jumped between people nice and, you know, yeah. well directed, so I didn't feel like I was just watching people lying about. Butcher's still being more vocal, which is really good, really helps his character. They said Mox and Blade had fought in the past, hadn't they? That they were in a, an old um, indie promotion together. But I believe that they were so smooth together. Just a really nice sequence from Mox and Blade to start with. We got Lance looking like a fucking beast, but his rope walk spot was a bit weird this time. Uh, I enjoyed it. Then we had a bit of a slowdown where Blade ate a lot of shit. Very smoothly and you know tightly done, ate some shit but for a while. Um, and the leg hold in the corner was actually pretty clever healing uh, from the Eddie side. I quite enjoyed that. I've not seen that before in recent memory, at least. And I like the fact it took everybody to stop Lance from tagging. They were like, no, come back. Uh, though the double head choke slam headbutt spot did look a little bit silly, if I'm honest. Then Phoenix fucking comes into the ring and does a jump up the rope, springboard kick, arm drag, Eddie Butcher combo thing, which was just fucking ludicrous. Um, it was just, then we got into the nice, just solid rotation of cluster. What AEW does really well, and I say this in all their uh, multi match, uh, multi man matches. It's the rotating clusterfuck in the middle of the ring where one guy does one thing or maybe gets a couple of moves and then somebody else does something else and somebody else bounces off somebody else. Uh, they mastered that. Those most spots are always really good. Second silly spot I gave it was Lance choke slamming Phoenix into a corkscrew into Mate. people. It was Mate. silly, but I liked it. But I, I was we, really... we did wonder whether Luther was going to come out with gimmick infringement on this. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, and then Mox bounced Kingston's finisher. Pretty pick up on that? Yeah. Yeah, he bounced it. So maybe, I mean, we have been judging the Oricon for some time. I'm aware it's a classic AJP style uh, move and has great history, but it's not a good looking finisher. So maybe Ed is getting a new finisher. Um, I didn't rank it, so I'm going to listen to you guys speaking about it, but it looks like I was positive about this match. Um, I thought this was a really strong finisher. It was very silly, but it got over all the characters, especially I feel like Phoenix with his spot that he had in that middle of the match, because it was like he was injured for the start of the match. because He was just sitting there on the side like, is Phoenix OK? And then he just came in and did fucking ludicrous moves. So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this. It was a bit silly. I would have liked to maybe see a few more singles matches. But, yeah, this was solid. I think it was a B. Yeah, this this I, I gave it a B. Um, I gave it a low B because I wasn't sure. I really enjoyed this. It was yeah. anarchic, but I wasn't sure whether it was good enough for me. This was anarchic as all hell, and it was great. Yeah, it, was. it was very um, face heavy. The faces had the upper hand a lot of the way through the match, but it was still really good. You never felt that they were just going to win. It just felt like the... And I'm loving this new... Um, tweener badass, um, badass good guys, um, alliance that we've got going on with, um, Death Triangle and, 
Mox and Lance Archer. We'll um, see how it sticks Eddie is... Lance versus Phoenix this week. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. And Lance will probably play heel in that, I should imagine. I I'm surprised so. they've got Lance versus Phoenix. I didn't, it wasn't a big fallout or anything. Um, but La- this could be... Lance destroy. Yeah, th- yeah, exactly. Um, that may even lead to a, a great match between them two when we have Eddie and the others come out and attack them both for the rest of Death Triangle to make the save. Um, is Lance currently covering for an injured Penta, I wonder? Penta's back soon, isn't he? Aren't we sure yeah, I he's back at Revolution because he's in the ladder match. Yeah, I think he may have shown up at AA... Triple A or something like that. Or yeah, some so Mexican wrestling promotion. I don't I, know. I'm just wondering if if Lance currently what Lance is actually doing is just covering for Penta a lot. So they can um, break up now until he's back. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because Lance is perfect for that position of the big heavy hitter, um, and they've got the story. They've got the common enemy, uh, and I really and I enjoyed the common enemy storyline that you had yeah, in definitely there. so yeah i i say i gave it a b i think actually it was a b i, I don't think you think it was a low b i think i was only concerned because of how anarchic and how much the faces had the upper hand but it was a really good fun match it was silly but it was fun and that's what i want at the end i want fun yeah you want to leave on a high note or a massive low note you know yeah and so yeah um after that Good brothers come down, beat out, beat down on Mox, and our new alliance of people just seem to vanish. Yeah, um, no, where did they go? I have no idea. Fuck this They're guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Kenny promo. It's a really good promo, and he challenges Mox to an exploding barbed wire death match. Very <laughs> j- Japanese, uh, mate. May I wasn't expecting this. I am going to point out that uh, Kenny's eyebrows were gone again. I just don't think they like wrestling. Um, they didn't show. Free, mate. Yeah, we had, but we had full crazy Kenny, and then he challenged him to an exploding barbed wire death match. Um, One way yeah. to get Mox off TV for his uh, kids' arrival, but yeah. Yeah, no, if they if they bring out fucking fluorescent tubes and everything, I I do not know what to expect. I've no. seen Kenny bring Japan into AEW. I, I say Kenny, it's you know going to be him and a team of people. I've seen Nakazawa style DDT matches. I've seen the uh, Stadium Showdown, very Japan big wrestling DDT thing. I've seen shoot style fucking punch matches. I've seen Trent going full Japan, as I put it. I did. I, I can't say I expected this. No, this was not was not something I thought was going to happen. Um, either it's going to be a cinematic version of it where you know they get thrown into barbed wire, some stuff explodes, or they're going to commit and go full Japan, which could involve a larger amount of blood than we're used to in professional wrestling in recent times, shall we say? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, this is, I mean, it's a pay per view match. It's going to close out. Um, the ring's going to explode. Um, yeah, the ring is going to explode. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, I think you're right. I think this is the way to write Mox off for, because uh, as much as I like Mox, I don't think he's taking that championship off Kenny, because I think we he's all know who me. is. And yeah. A man. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tanahashi. We all know who is. This is the way to do it. Or a Carter. Yeah, oh, <laughs> be bougie if anybody takes it from NJP. 
we haven't heard oh. that rumor yet. But yeah, I thought this was a really good promo, and yeah, it shocked me at the end. And the Raptor went, "Well, that's a bit Japan," and I went, "Yes, mate." mate. That, that's that's <laughs> the, that's the kind of match that Mick Foley used to have back in yeah. the day. There it is, just with more barbed wire. <laughs> have they have AEW signed Mick Foley? They've got to have Mick That'd Foley. You've got to have Mick Foley turn up for that if he's not on speaking terms with Dub Z at the minute. You like getting your old legends. Yeah, you really need, even if he just turns up to... Mick Foley don't give a fuck. He'll show up anywhere. He's just having a great time in his age. Yeah, you know, but you need to have Mick Foley turn up briefly. I want one of those classic Mick Foley turns up and warns Mox or warns Kenny not to do this promos because they're always really good. That's been too long since I've seen him. Does he still have that game, though? I think he might have got a bit... um... Um, I think damage might have caught up with it. Damage, yeah, a little. Uh, So, there you have it. That's our review of Dynamite for the week. Mr. Strange, using the power of mathematics and science, what is our overall score? It's it's an easy one this week. Um, Using the power of science, we don't have any additional pluses either, which is good for those who are accustomed to my thing. We've got like five other ranks and then like seven b's uh it's a b-rank show <laughs> yeah everyone's like ah oh, this was all right oh that wasn't good everything else yeah, it's good yeah. Thumbs up. yeah b-rank show really good wrestling i'm i'm enjoying aw a lot despite how cynical i can be yeah uh so recommend you watch this show it's another they've had a good solid run recently yeah what a good story work. They've stopped leaning so much into matches about wrestlers we don't care about and building up promos and things that make us care about those wrestlers. Yeah. As, you know, wrestling is the worst part of wrestling. Yeah. It's the least says before he's about part. to talk about raw wrestling. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so, uh, you tell us what you think. You can send us messages. Tell us what you think. You can give us something to rant about. Tell us things you wish that, for us to discuss. Uh, you can send all that to WrestleOpinionated at gmail.com, WrestleOP on Facebook, and WrestleOP1 on Twitter. You can ask us questions, our thoughts. You could even suggest a match for us to review, like we are going to this week in our 15-week run of reviewing some of our favourite matches. Uh, just a quick hey. catch-up, if this is your first time listening. Uh, so, uh, a few weeks ago we decided to pick out literally quite off the top of our heads uh, five of our favorite matches not our top five not necessarily our all-time favorites but five of our favorite matches each and we have been watching them and reviewing them this week it was one of mr strange's uh, matches it was jack saber jr versus sonada from the g1 yep i believe day 10 or something like yeah that. <laughs> um <laughs> So, as always, I'll let you lead with the play-by-play, um, Mr. Strange. Yeah, no worries. I'm going to open with, I'm not sure this is the match I, I was thinking of when I suggested the match, because it's very hard to get G1 matches. But on the other hand, it doesn't matter, because it's a very similar match. Uh, this is Sonada, who is the Los Ignorables sexy cool man. That's basically his gimmick. sexy and cool. He's sexy and cool. He's a quiet-looking man who looks a bit like the Monkey King. Yeah. Versus Zack Sabre Jr., who is an evil, noodly vegan who is in Suzuki Goon. Is evil and a noodle. Right, okay. So this match, well, the video we put up had no English commentary, which does hurt a little, but I don't think it matters. 
This match is basically, do you like watching people counter? Do you like technical wrestling? Because that is all it is. Now, normally when you talk about technical wrestling, people are thinking of um, boring, just, you know, hand, collar, elbow, wrap over, tape, mat, takes down. This isn't that. This is just insane countering, rolling, body work, counters, flips. It, if you were to watch sections of it, it could can be considered boring. But I couldn't look back, uh, look away, because I did not know who or what was going to be countered into what and where it would come. We had rolling armbar slam things from Sonada. We had Sonada coming out of a wrist lock from the most insane spin flip counter thing I think I've ever seen. Um, he did a bunch of escapes into an armbar, into a flip that was countered by Zack Sabre Jr. into a submission, which then flipped into another move from Sonada, which then went into another submission. Um, there's a bit of a break because obviously Zack Sabre Jr. is the noodliest man and his submission work is consider uh, continuous. We got a pace break with the Sonada test of strength. <laughs> Sonada just bodied Zack Sabre Jr. That's into the right. floor. <laughs> and it was really nice to actually see that in a match because normally you, know, you hold hands, then one kicks the other in the stomach and runs the rope and stuff. And that's not to criticize that. Rope running happened in this and it was great. Sonada's jumps and flips without looking back to get over, P uh, to get over Zack. And the speed they do it is just immense. Zack Sabre Jr. so noodly he can put an arm, somebody into a headlock with his arms linked behind his back. Then we just had a thousand ways to do rolling pins. Just in and out. We didn't get to see Skull End in this. Um, Sonada's full finisher. So um, Skull End's uh, morgue is a, is a move where it puts you into the reverse DDT position. Uh, this is Sonada. And then he just spins you around by your head. We did get to see him put uh, uh, Zach into the position. He, he's got this maneuver where he moonsaults off the turnbuckle and catches his opponent in the uh, reverse DDT position. And it's beautifully done. He does it in this. And it was great. And then we've got another great reversal where he flipped Zack Sabre back. It looked like Zack Sabre was going to counter, but he landed on the top turnbuckles and Snyder dropped into a cutter. And then just a fucking masterclass in grappling and rolling and counters and submissions. And it shows that realistic can be fancy. Sure, it's not the most high-spotty match. Sure, it's not the most impacty match. But if you want to watch two men just roll over each other in a series of technical moves, it's fucking wonderful. Sorry, there, there goes my old boys, I love grapply rolly stuff. What did you boys think? Every time these two seem to have a match, it seems to be one of our favourites. Just fantastic, like, the technical, technical ability, yeah, of these two is unparalleled. Like, uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s ability to put you in a hold no matter what he's doing is ridiculous, and the ability of Sonada to counter anything you do into something else is just beautiful. I don't think these guys could have a bad match together. They're so good at technical wrestling. But, yeah. As Zack Sabre, uh, Sabre Jr. said, um, trying to do a good technical match for Americans is like reading Shakespeare to a dog. <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. They're both really good together. And I don't think there's any much more I can say about this match, to be honest. If you like any form of technical wrestling or want to see technical wrestling at its best, 
for like trying to see if you like this sort of wrestling, I highly recommend any Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata matches. So I'm more right. I'm going to give the criticism first. Yeah. Um, so me and the Raptor watched this together. We know we enjoyed it because the finish came out of nowhere. That was <laughs> yes, our only really? criticism. And this was this was one of those things. And this is why I made the comment earlier about sorry, the story in this match of it did not matter what Sonada did. Jack Sabre Jr. just countered it every single time. And every time Jack Sabre Jr. did something, Sonada countered it. Every, and Zach had get a submission off and Sonada and we were throwing you um we think that and and uh, again the raptor commented on this uh was that um she thinks we would have enjoyed it even more had we had an American if we'd found a version of it with American commentary yeah, or the, with, the commentary with English really good as English well. speaking commentary because that would have helped us even more understand but we knew it was good because we still enjoyed it without that commentary I think with the commentary it would have been an A slash S um, oh. without I think it just gets an A from me but that's only because of not having that extra bit of help to follow it if that makes sense. Sorry, man. We'll hook you up with the next G1. They'll have uh, Gambino and uh, Kevin. Yeah, I, I'm sure there somewhere there will be a Gino. copy of this with them. Um, we've watched um, New Japan stuff before. We've watched uh, most of Wrestle Kingdom with one of Kenny's um, six-star matches and <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. And it, it, we found versions with an American commentary, so, uh, sorry, English-speaking commentary, which just helped. So that, so the only real criticism is that we just didn't have the best version of the video to watch. That's nobody's fault. They're not Mate, easy to find. It might not even have been the right match. I yeah. don't think that one that was. That was right match because you wanted place. 29 and you gave, me th- and you gave us 30. But oh, I there you go. <laughs> but it doesn't fucking... The only uh, thing you missed was Skull End and probably a Paradise Lock. Um, yes, you did miss a Paradise Lock, which I love. But, maybe you know. Zack Sabre Jr. pointing out to a crowd member that he's got a 20 count out in new japan not a 10 otherwise <laughs> it's 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 just this and wonderful man ballet yes you forget the bit at the end when he loses and he starts screaming about boris johnson ruining his oh, oh yes year. <sighs> boris johnson is the leader of a real, real country, country. I can't concentrate. He's the, he's the fucking best. I, I loved his temper tantrum as well on his way out. Yeah. yeah, mate. Every time he sulks, he's wonderful. <laughs> so if they bring him to AEW, I, I, I would just, just, to see as much as as much as I am a left leaning political person, person, seeing an angry, screechy vegan lefty as a heel brings me great joy. Such a good character. <laughs> to be fair, as a left leaning person, I love Daniel Bryan when he was doing exactly the same type of yeah, character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, you you, you could have was a heel that was trying to save the world. He's like, maybe we should be slightly eco-friendly, and that was heelish, apparently. <laughs> well, that's Vince, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, are you ready for me to um Let's fucking do this? Spin the dice. Let's do it, boys. So spin the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, it's another strange. Oh, what have I got? Oh no. <laughs> oh, it is. It's it's the one we've been waiting for. It's Kagetsu versus Mayu. Yes. We don't know which one because you specifically stated, if I remember correctly, that it was just going to be a Kagetsu versus Mayu match because they're all brilliant. 
I'll, I'll, I'll ask the weeb expert. <laughs> I'll find the one Hello. he wants. I know it's Hello, for the... man, with, man with a stardom account. Uh, it's please for... let me know. Yeah, it's for the red belt. Uh, I'll I'll get in. Link it to you shortly. <laughs> cool. Okay, we've got a uh, stardom. doesn't like have like fancy names for its pay per views. It will literally be like this Cinderella. match on the eleventh of the seventh, nineteen ninety seven, or something like. If you're lucky, old. it'll be a Cinderella match. That's normally the names of their pay per views. They're very hard. Cinderella in something. God, Otherwise, it's down. just the names of the people versus each other with a date. And so we, we will get back and have a link. We, we uh, are getting these websites are awful. We we are getting to the point where I think we're going to end up with a run of mine because you two have got one left each and I've got three. Oh. I know I've got Macho Man versus Steamboat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know what my last one is and I don't uh, want to know. You don't want to know. Surprised. Okay. No, surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there you have it. That's our show for the week. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Anchor.fm for hosting the podcast. You can find us at Wrestle Opinionated on Anchor.fm, Spotify, and YouTube. Mr. Muir. Thank you very much for listening. It was great fun as always. If you'd like to send anything into us or any questions or any matches you'd like us to watch for you and review, please send them into WrestleOpinionated at gmail.com. WrestleOP on Facebook. And WrestleOP1 at t- Twitter. Over to you, Strange. Once again, cheers for listening. Uh, we do very much appreciate it. Please like, share, subscribe, hit that little bell button, write a comment. That's all four of the things you have to do on YouTube. If you are listening on another platform, click whatever their like button equivalent is. I don't know. But once again, thanks for listening. To Please do send us some shit in. Back to you, Morg. So all that's left to be said is, let's see the rever- return of the believers.